Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental of Casual podcast. I'm your host, Lucky, and I am really full right now. So I'm going to try my best not to uh, A, heavy breathe, which you'll probably hear anyway, and B, uh, fall asleep on mic. <laughs> uh, but uh, before we get into today's topic, which will be alcoholism, uh, if any of you guys are uh, new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I am by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life, however you see fit. So, um, you know, whenever I, I you know, I'm going to tell you guys something, but it, it was something um, that I said um, or that I talk about in confidentiality. So I just want to let you guys know, like, Whenever I say stuff about like groups and stuff, like whenever I'm in like a group, we have a very clear line. Um, actually, let me start from the beginning. So over at my church, we have a couple different groups. And one of them is this thing, uh, instead of like 12 steps, it's called one step to, to freedom. Um, and so, uh, and I also have a men's prayer group on the side. Um, and things that I say are usually, uh, whenever I talk about things on the podcast or something like that, they're usually things that I say like, um, we'll say about myself. So I don't really talk about it, anything anybody else says unless it's within the confines of a non-confidential room. We're, we're very specific about that. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that was clear, like whenever I, I talk about things. But, you know, for me, I'm a very public person. So it doesn't, uh, the confidentiality thing kind of uh, goes out the window for me for the most part, because mo- you guys pretty much know everything that i've talked about in in church and probably even some some more to be honest with you um which is is good it's good accountability and accountability is one of the things that i wanted to kind of focus on a little bit before we get into this um if i'm being honest with you i don't know how many of these have to do with um well i'm sure a fair bit of them will have a bit to do with accountability but one of the things that i think is uh is the main problem with alcoholics like whenever or yeah, I'll just talk about alcoholism in general, but um, obviously addiction in general as well, is there's nobody holding these people accountable. And th- there's this tricky tightrope you have to walk when you're trying to hold somebody accountable. You don't want to shame them because what happens then? They go back to, they feel they feel uh, depressed. They feel like they can't go to anybody. And then they, they, since they feel depressed and they can't go to anybody, they isolate themselves. And when they isolate themselves, what do they do? They go back to what we call the cycle, right? The, any any mental illness is going to have a certain cycle to it. Um, addiction is no uh, no unique case to this, and there there's this, uh, and it's very tough to hold somebody accountable. Now that's why when you are and my church kind of in in um, introduced me to this concept of accountability an accountability partner, so somebody that you trust. Um, has the same values as you. So for for me, I would need somebody else who is a Christian, um, whatever it is for you, right? Um, but uh, basically, what it is, what it is, is, it's somebody that you can you can just tell them to str- like if you're struggling, right? Um, like with me, I'm I, I've like my my latest struggle is, is with porn. I've been um, uh, late June, I want to say, so maybe month and a half let's just say um i've been i've been off of it and I, the the changes are miraculous but also 
still trying to make sure that I don't carry over, you know, listen, I've been watching porn a long time. And so I'm trying to make sure that it doesn't carry over to my, obviously it's going to carry over to my real life. And so I'm trying to make sure that I don't objectify women as much as I used to. I don't do certain things like that. Um, I don't give in to my urges, you know, like, like my head, my, my head is just turning, like I'm rubbernecking everywhere. Um, so yeah, I just, I want to make sure that I'm not doing those things, but, um, so, you know, when you, we talk about accountability, if you are going to be somebody's accountability partner, you should make sure, uh, A, you actually want them to get better. And so don't be like one of those people. It's like, oh, I knew you wouldn't, uh, I knew you wouldn't last too long. I knew you, you would go back to it. Because uh, that means you didn't want the best for them. It meant that you never believed in them in the first place, right? And secondly, um, you want to make sure that you aren't judging them. Like you are just listening. Um, now you can obviously give them like if they ask for advice, um, or if you want to insert like, Hey, listen, I, I, I know what you mean, man. They're like, I, I definitely feel what you mean. Um, I went through this. If you want to share your own struggles with that, but it shouldn't, when you share your struggles, it should not be to topple the other person's story. I had a friend like that who would just, he would give a, every time you give him a story, it was like, Oh yeah, I had a way worse. It, it was just annoy the crap out of me it was so bad i i hated it he always had like a, a story to top yours instead of trying to relate it would be to top it so um accountability is an important thing when we're talking about uh addictions so, anyway let's go into the first post it says extreme anxiety hi i'm a 22 year old female i started binging binge drinking ever very very heavily when i was 19 since then i've been through withdrawal more times than i can count Last time I went through serious withdrawal, it was the worst. It's been over two months since then. I've cut down on drinking tremendously, but I still uh, have this extreme anxiety, fear, and uneasy feeling. Sometimes I feel like reality is off. I haven't felt like myself in a while. I know I need to stay completely sober in order to feel better, but I get worried that I permanently messed up my body and that I feel weird, scared, and anxious like this forever, or that I will feel a, a weird, scared, and anxious like this forever. Has anyone struggled with this? Does it get better? So, um, you know, it, it seems like you're fairly like you're you're fairly newer with this. Um, it, it, one thing that you have to remember is not only the physical side. So we're we're talking about like weird, scared, and anxious, right? And I, I would actually say that some of those things have a physical component into into them, right? Um, the physical dependency on alcohol, right? Uh, when you're off of it, I, I'll give you an example. So with me, my social anxiety went way up after uh, a period after uh, I was uh, I was sober for like maybe a month uh, because all of a sudden I couldn't rely on it as a crutch. See, if I did something stupid, I, I could say the alcohol was doing it. But now it's like if I do something stupid, it's just me. And I didn't like not having that scapegoat. I didn't like not having that escape that escape. Um, you know, plan. I didn't have, I didn't like, um, the fact that I had, I, you know, we call it liquid courage. I call it fake courage, right? Because it is fake courage that you get when you're drunk, right? You think you could take on all these people when in reality you're, you know, you're too drunk to take on even one person. Um, you know, you, you think that you can, you can drive and you can't drive. Um, it's fake courage, right? And I think we have to be careful about, um, relying on that too much and listen when you when you quit you're gonna have a little bit of time afterwards where it feels a little weird uh it feels a little bit weird when you're um when you stop drinking and all of a sudden you're you're not able to have the same interactions at first you don't exactly feel like yourself right and and this is something that i 
I, I've noticed with any addiction that I've kicked, right, is that um, when you kick it, you don't feel like yourself. Well, you don't feel like yourself because you're doing that thing like every single day or, or pretty like pretty often to the point where it became part of your identity. Uh, it became a part of your conceived identity. Sorry, perceived identity, right? You perceived it as your identity. So once it leaves, right, I, an example of this would be um, something like when uh, when I was a kid, right? I used to think that I was the shy kid. I, you know, I'm the shy kid. I've, you know, and if I ever change this, people are going to look at me weird and be like, what happened? I thought you were the shy kid, right? Um, and I, it took me a while to get used to not being the shy kid. I still remember one of my cousins saying, like, uh, at a party one time, he's like, dude, I haven't, I haven't heard you say this many words, like, in your whole life. Like, the, the word, the, the, as many words as you said today, I've never heard you say those many words that many words in your whole life, like till now. <laughs> and it threw me off. I was like, he's right. I, I never really talked like that. And I almost wanted to crumble back. Yeah, by the way, he didn't say it to like disparage me or anything. It was just really surprising to him. Um, and so I wanted to kind of be like, oh, maybe, uh, you know, people expect this from me. They expect a, a quiet dude. Maybe I should go back to that, right? That's not who I am. Uh, that's who I was at a certain point. And so um, you can re... Um, you can redo your identity, right? You can re, re you can change certain things. Now there are some core parts of your identity that are are maybe a little harder and maybe more core to who you are. But uh, you know things like drinking, like the accessories and stuff, those can absolutely change. Now, are they painful? Yes, because they they've 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 digging in trenches in you, uh, so to speak, and now it's harder to kind of like fill those back up. So. Um, yeah, you're you're absolutely gonna feel that. But yeah, 22 years old—that's um—that's a really good time to stop. What are you, uh, so 19, so it's about three years. So you've been heavily drinking since you were 19. Um, yeah, listen, I, I there, there's some people who heavily drink for a longer time than that, um, and I can you know you can kind of tell when when that happens. But I think three years, obviously, it, dep it depends from person to person. But you you should be fine. Um, for the most part, but just remember, you still have to do, do work after the sobriety because the sobriety is the first step. What do you do after you get sober? Do, are you are you working on yourself? Are you working on those factors? Are you um, engaging in um, words suck? What am I trying to think of? Uh, exposure therapy. <laughs> Sorry, um, the foods the foods are making me my memory go. Um, are you engaging in, 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 in exposure therapy? Are you exposing yourself to your fears? Uh, in a reasonable fashion, but consistent fashion, right? Uh, th just things to ask yourself about. Um, and I'm trying to, th I'm trying to see if you, yeah, it looks like generalized anxiety is what you're talking about. Um, it doesn't sound like a very specific, um, cause at least with me, I had some generalized anxiety, but most of it was social anxiety. So it was easier for me to figure out like what to kind of tackle with generalized anxiety there's a lot of anxiety about pretty much like a lot of things so it's harder to tackle um and you kind of have to get to uh, a, like an, a more uh, universal way of tackling each anxious situation so uh but it, uh, it does ultimately boil down to exposure so uh best of luck with you and i hope that uh and, and listen to me it, it can it can get better depending on what you do after sobriety okay uh, let's go to the next post. Uh, anyone else? 24-year-old uh, female. Been an alcoholic for a year now. I'm at my worst right now. I have I having a one to two shots of 90, 99 proof vodka every couple hours. Since one year ago, I've gained 50 pounds. My whole body hurts to the touch. I'm getting stretch marks everywhere. I can barely get out of bed anymore. 
Every time I get up within five minutes of activity, my, my back and legs are useless and in pain. I start sweating and I'm consistently hot. And my brain is working completely against me. Doctors say I'm fine, had blood works done and x-rays, etc. I always feel like I'm in a dream or nightmare. The only escape I get is my extremely vivid and adventurous dreams. Is that what alcohol does? Does anyone else have a similar experience? So I can tell you that um, mental illness in general, that was kind of what it did. And I'm, I'm kind of still working on it. But so there's nothing wrong with having an active imagination. However, you want to be careful about wishing that you were in that uh, that imaginary place, right? Um, being in that imaginary place is one thing, but wishing that you were in there is another thing because ultimately you are in reality. Um, and you have to be careful about wishing that you are so, cause I used to walk for like miles and was, which was very good for me. You know, I was very fit and all that stuff, but the problem was I was always walking and kind of just daydreaming about, you know, maybe if I was in this anime, maybe if I was in this fantasy, maybe I was, if I was anywhere, but here, I would be the hero of a story, but now, but right now I'm a nobody, right? That was what I was kind of thinking the whole time. Um, and so, uh, and to backtrack actually to what they were saying when they gained 50 pounds and stuff, this is why people say, uh, this is what I, what I said. Um, I'm trying to remember if I said it in the, I think I said it last week, but basically when people say like, um, the, the, the hard work, uh, sorry, the going to the gym, um, is easier than living life, not going to the gym, meaning that you not going to the gym, it, you know, people think going to the gym is hard. Well, think about it. It's only 45 minutes out of your day. Um, and it could be even less than that, depending on what you're, you're doing, but your life sucks more when you don't go to the gym. Right. So basically you're playing it on a harder difficulty. If you don't go to the gym, um, you're, you're, you're playing life on a harder difficulty. You're, 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 um, challenging your mental health on, on a harder difficulty. Not saying it can't be done, right? If, you, if uh, I mean, an example would be like maybe Dr. Uh, what's that dude's name? Dr. Dr. Oz or something like that. I remember he was saying like, yeah, I'm way too busy for exercise. So I have to really clean up my diet and make sure I'm not eating um, stuff because, you know, he's always busy doing all that kind of stuff. So it depends on what you're doing. Um, but either way, uh, exercise is, is, uh, is a really good way to like alleviate um, some of the challenges from life. So something to kind of keep in mind there. Um, and uh, yeah, and one of the things that happens when you are drunk and I, you didn't really, the, the person didn't really talk too much about what happened when they were drunk, but something, something that was used to happen was I used to sleep in weird positions. I would sit in weird positions. I would be in different spots. Um, like I would be slouched over in a weird spot. And then the next day, like my hamstring would hurt. My, my, my sciatica nerve would hurt. Because uh, I was sitting in all these weird positions when I was so drunk, right? Um, like, it felt like, listen, I didn't feel any pain at the time. But the problem is you sober up eventually. And I think this is what leads people to go back to the drink. Because, like, what what is that saying that they, they that alcohol, <laughs> that people who drink alcohol uh, say? It's like, oh, to get rid of a hangover, get, get drunk again. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it leads you to this cycle of continuously drinking. Um, and, uh, you know, um when when i was drinking when i was uh, smoking especially when i was smoking it was um smoking weed um i was always continue i had this active imagination i just remember really wanting to be in this world that i created for myself but well, ultimately i was living in real life and i was trying to run from it you know instead of 
embracing the challenges instead of trying to find purpose in the reality that was set before me. Um, and I think the further away you run from reality, once again, it doesn't mean you don't ha you can't have an active imagination. Uh, listen, we have great uh, the, what the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, you know, all these cool comics. All like I love anime. Um, it's cool to have an active imagination, but you have to make sure that it it balances out with you. It, you don't want to just simply go to that world. Um, you 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 don't simply want to be there, right? Um, you, you should still have a, some purpose in this life that keeps you here, right? What do we call it? I, we, I call it anchor, an anchor that keeps you here, right? Because a lot of us like to, to travel away from this world and kind of, kind of like one of those balloons that once you let go of it, it just like flies off. And, uh, you know, little funny story. I remember one of our, um, during one of the graduations over at the, this place called the Rose Garden in San Jose, uh, during one of the celebrations, you know, they, they let the balloons go and stuff. One of the balloons hit a power line and like shut off everybody's, uh, <laughs> shut off everybody's like power within the, 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 um, the area. And there was this big, uh, explosion and stuff. And, uh, it was one of those like crazy things that like crazy stories that still told to this day because I keep it going. Um, I wasn't there for it, but I just thought it was, I, I just thought it was funny because we, we did our graduation before them. And uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, just like that, um, you want you, you need things to anchor you down to this world because we have a tendency to want to wish for more than this world could ever really offer us. Um, and, you know, for me, I see that in heaven. But, you know, what? how are you seeing it, I suppose, would be a, a good question to ask yourself. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, if you don't have a purpose in this world, it's going to make it really easy for you to say, well, I'm purposeless. Looks like I don't have a point in being here. And then you go back to the cycle of addiction or you go back to the cycle of whatever mental illness you're currently find yourself in. So um, that's important to get out of there. But either way, guys, hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys are having a happy Tuesday. Uh, remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. I will have a link to the alcoholism subreddit in the info box as well. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.